You're listening to Essay Talk, San Antonio's favorite podcast for discussions around the Alamo City. I'm Zach, your favorite retirement advisor. And I'm Erica, San Antonio's favorite transplant. So welcome into the show, everybody. Glad you're joining us for another week of SA Talk. Uh, hope you enjoyed last week's episode of Searching for San Antonio. It's been a while since uh, came out with a searching episode, but it was really nice to have April and Sierra on. I know she's a well-known figure here in San Antonio, so it was good to kind of bring the searching series back with someone who's well-known. And I know the listeners, um, actually, the episode did pretty well so far, and I really expected it, but I, I think people enjoy kind of hearing that other side of notable people. Whenever it's like a public figure, you kind of get this picture of them, like from what you see in the media or what you see in the news. But hearing that other side of them can be a little interesting. But we got a lot to cover this week. Um, I know we had the MLK March that's coming up later this month. It got canceled again because of COVID. So we'll kind of get into that. Um, We actually had a local San Antonio apartment that's being sued for causing a young child's death, which I kind of have a few things to say on that matter. Um, Some of the big news coming out of city council was that they recently approved. And I say recently as of Thursday, January 13th, raised the the rate for our energy bill, which uh, that's a hot topic, especially because of what happened last winter. And then in Twitter news, which I think everyone enjoys, Bentley's is apparently a racist. So we'll get into that, of course, later on in the show. Erica, how's it going this week? Good. How are you? Doing well. You know, bat- you know, I, I felt like we kind of had our little run in uh, with sickness recently and that wasn't too fun. Yes. But I think we've been on the man. Yeah, you know, doing a lot better. You mentioned the last episode with April and I, I, it's a shame that I didn't get to be on there. But yeah, I mean, just housekeeping things, guys. I had COVID. Um, I don't know if Zach has admitted it yet or not. I don't know if it's my place, but Zach had COVID. I just said it. <laughs> so yeah, we, we well, got sicky. That's the thing. That's the thing is like <laughs> I tested negative and after right. that I couldn't find a legit test. Yeah. So technically I didn't test positive, but I'm I'm like 99.9% <laughs> sure I had it. You know, I feel yeah. like I had to have had it at this point. Yeah. Well, right. And we did I it. on the same day, I on the same day I tested both negative and positive. I took a rapid test, uh like a home kit and that was negative. And then my doctor was like, "No, come in for a test." And I came in for like the PCP test and that one tested positive. So it's like I don't know. I'm a little upset at, and this is totally sidetracking a little bit, but I'm a little upset at these home tests being either sold or, you know, now we're going to get them for free with your healthcare or whatever. But it's like, are they even accurate though? Like, oh, maybe I didn't read the instructions. I don't know. I didn't take the test. Someone did it on me, but it was still like a home kit. And when I say someone, it was someone more qualified than me and still like it didn't work. So I don't know, whatever. That's my housekeeping yeah. <laughs> could save that possibly for a rant no yeah uh, maybe sorry but let's get into <laughs> but let's get into our, our first topic so uh the mlk march this is the second year in a row that mm-hmm. it's getting canceled and you know what's really sad about this obviously it's for the best interest in terms of health and wellness of the community uh, absolutely um, it's especially since covid has affected people of color more so than their white counterparts. Um, So I understand the decision. It's just, I think for me, what is still disappointing about it is just that little do some people know, especially if you're maybe a little newer to San Antonio or a transplant, like, of course, Erica, uh, (laughs) we have the largest MLK march in the nation. 
Yes, I do happen to know that. Some people wouldn't think that. Like, why San Antonio, mm-hmm. right? But we do. I was very surprised when when I heard that that was a thing. I didn't. I very surprised that we we had the biggest merch. Yeah, and and it's really surprising, uh, pleasantly surprising, obviously, that we have oh, the largest absolutely. march in the nation. But yeah, so the last week, the the commission, I believe it's the San Antonio Martin Luther King Jr. Commission, they decided to go virtual with the matter. I don't know what they did last year. I, I believe in a Ken's Five article that I, they may have outlined what they did with the virtual experience. But obviously, what that means for people generally is that there's no there's no physical march. So there's not going to be the march like there there usually is. But you know, there's still ways you can commemorate the man. There's still you know ways that you can think back on on the successes that he had and everything that he's done for for the country and for and for people so it's disappointing but it is something to to definitely note especially if you're planning on doing the march this year which i was so it's even it's even more disappointing yeah it definitely broke my heart to hear that but like you said there are other ways that you can bring awareness to or honor mlk and the way you can do that is community service you could visit a previous march in virtual form you can you know just help out your community and of course, you can always just make sure that you're educating the people around you, which I think is pretty much the a big one. And Black History Month is in February, so look forward to that. Start planning what you're going to be doing to celebrate um, Black History as well. Absolutely. Well, this next topic, Erica, and you, and you picked it, but I'm glad you did because I actually have like a kind of a personal experience that is not comparable to this but somewhat related and I'll kind of bring it up after I talk about the article. So this article I uh, believe was Ooh. from the the Express News and so what it was a 7-year-old uh, who had severe disabilities yes. and he passed away after exposure to uh, mold in an apartment where the family lived. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the current the lawsuit that's going on. I believe the apartments were the Axio apartments off of Cinnamon Creek Drive in the medical center. I mean we're not going to get into the lawsuit part of it, but Essentially, what they're doing is they're they're accusing the apartment complex of failing to maintain the property in a clean and mold free manner. I mean, what they're saying is that this is what led to the death of their of their child. Well, first, I'll let you get a word in because then I'm going to go off on it. I guess what really caught my attention is just how heartbreaking it is. I, I it's very very sad. And if you read the article, um, this is on San Antonio Express News. Uh, Patrick, hopefully I pronounce your name right. Patrick Donner uh, wrote about this and. It's it's very heartbreaking and it's really sad. And to me, it hit just a little close to home because I was actually going to move into this property when I um, was like on my own in college. And they were they're very affordable apartments and there's nothing luxurious about them. But it just it, just the idea of like like I toured it, you know, <laughs> like I saw them. I remember thinking to myself, like, it's too good to be true at this price. And and seeing that this is something that's happened is just like, ugh, it's it's striking and it's heartbreaking. And yeah, I mean, if you've ever recognized them, it's it's hard. It really is. And I think Axios, I, I've seen it multiple times whenever I'm in the medical right. center. And so I, I know exactly where it is. And so I understand, you know, it's mm-hmm. not some, and this is not to minimalize another person's death or, or, or a similar scenario like this for a different community. But, you know, sometimes when you hear about these stories, it, it usually is like a real rundown apartment or, and again, that's not to minimize that. Obviously those things should never happen anywhere, no matter what kind of apartment you live in. But yeah. then there's a place like this that people are, that is a little more well-known, you know, in a better area. It's like, but it's still happening. And mm-hmm. that's what's extremely disappointing 
um, mm-hmm. frustrating, obviously, and, and really maddening. But, you know, for me, I guess the way I can kind of relate and, and to be honest with you, to be frank, it kind of pisses me off that the apartments that we live in currently, and I'll tell you right now, we've lived in these apartments for about not the Axios, but a different one. And I'll get into that. Uh, we've lived in these apartments for almost four years now. And same thing. They always say, just like all these apartments that are a little higher priced, they always say luxurious, right? Luxury apartments, <laughs> luxury living, right? And then once you move uh, in, you kind of realize, oh, this is luxury. Like, oh, is this what I'm paying for this? Mm-hmm. And, and it's ridiculous. Here's what frustrates me. When I read this story, I thought about, so in, in our bathroom, there is a not so much a vent, but like this mechanical, I don't know, lid or something. Like if you open it up, I'm guessing there's some kind of machinery in there, but Mm. it has a metal lid and it's above the shower. I want you to think about that for a second. A metal lid above a shower. So you can already assume that that metal is going to rust no matter if you're using a fan or not. And that's what constantly happens is that whole metal lid that's above the shower rusts all the time. So every other month or so, I have to call maintenance, put a request in. They have to come out and spend about 20 to 20, 20 to 30 minutes scraping the rust off, spraying it with some kind of chemical and then painting over it with a paint that is going to rust again in just a month. This is happening. I've had multiple people. This is happening to me, right? Oh, and I don't have. Thankfully, I don't have the disabilities that this child who passed away had, Mm -hmm. you know. But no matter what disability or not, like I'm breathing in this rust, right? Mm -hmm. I'm showering, right? And this is above us, and there's nothing you can do. And we've gone to them and just kind of said, like, "Hey, we need like some kind of permanent fix for this. Mm -hmm. I can't be doing this every other month." You know, and even then you're coming in and spraying chemicals over and over and over and painting and blah, blah, blah. And there's been a couple times where they scrape, they scrape the rust off and they just leave it there. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, this is luxury living. And this is the same maintenance crew, which I think it's a little different people now who in the past, I don't know if I ever brought this up on the podcast a long time ago. I might have. But a few years back, I had them come in and fix something while I wasn't home, by the way. Neither was Amanda. And they left our door open. (gasps) Front door. I don't mean closed with unlocked, which would still be an issue. I mean open. <gasps> just like like not like fully some, closed. Like they'll be right back. Yep. And then they just never came back. Yep. Oh my. And they never God. came back. Yeah, it management's was, was the reason I usually leave apartments or, you know, whatever. I usually leave it because management will suck. And I just, luckily, I mean, it's, just, it's so but aggravating. Again, get, it's so aggravating. <laughs> It really is. But getting back, just because I do want to finish off this topic by going back to the story again, because, of course, it's so tragic that this happened mm-hmm, to this mm-hmm. seven year old boy. You know, the reason I brought up my story and I'm sure the reason you brought up how it related to you was just to say, like, this can happen a lot and it may get swept under the rug. You may have a family where yes. somebody passes away and they don't have the funds or they don't know have the connections to go to a lawyer about it or they don't even yes, know that that's an option. Yeah. And I'm so glad that, you you know, you're saying that, that it just kind of goes unseen because that's why I wanted to talk about it. Because I I was like, well, we have a platform. We should, you know, try to bring awareness to it. Obviously, I don't think we can have a say on how the lawsuit goes one way or the other. But I think it's important to bring some awareness to the situation, especially because part part of the reason, like I said, I, I looked at the apartments myself and I didn't have a really great job for sure. And I wasn't making a lot of money. I mean, at the time I was working three part-time jobs to make it and I was in college. And so I was just trying to literally make it. So I, I have an idea of maybe the kind of rent that this mother was looking for her children. And it just sucks that 
the article explains that she 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 has this she chose this place because of its affordability her child does have just dis- already had disabilities and so bills right medical bills and it just makes me so upset <laughs> that it's like and i laugh because i'm nervous but it's just like it makes me so upset how like you're trying to do the best you can and like what's at your what's available to you your resources that are available to you aren't you know they're not up to par and it's crazy because yeah and you're they reached out that. yes and they reached out to the ax the the axios complex previous owner and you know they responded with their lawyer and the lawyer was like had no idea that the suit even existed like that's how i guess detached these yeah these head honchos are from yeah like the people that you're servicing like what what does that say like oh just makes me so angry and right. i really hope well, and sometimes and again I, I i have never worked for an apartment building i've never been a part of management I, in fact i don't know anyone who has but mm-hmm. The way I see it, and this could totally just be an opinion, is mm. I really don't even think it's management, really. What yeah, I think it's it on is, them. they're doing the best they can. The, the boots on maybe, the ground are doing maybe. the best they and can. And there, there, well, there might, and there might be cases where it's just pure negligence by management yeah. or the maintenance. But mm-hmm. I think, again, this may be pure opinion, but I think it's the ownership group, right? And so, in these, in the apartments I live in, they're owned by Graystar. Okay. <gasps> And oh, I have so a horror story honestly, it leads me to believe that it's probably Graystar. Like I picture when I picture the, the management, I don't even know who the managers are here. They change all the time and whatever. But I just picture them like they're just doing what they can to get people to live here. Right. Like that's mm-hmm. all they do. They that's just their job. They're, yeah. they're the one they, they got to send an email if you don't pay your rent. They got whatever things like that. Right. They got to make sure you're not doing crazy things in the apartment. That's what they do. Maintenance. They just do what they're told, right? They get a service order. They go and do it. Obviously, sometimes they don't know how to shut doors and lock them, but whatever. They just do what they're told, and that's what they do. But mm-hmm. I think in cases like this, so when I see what's happening in the shower, right? My thing is, like, if this was my home, first of all, I would have issues with the builder because they did that. Mm-hmm. Second of all, what you do in that case is you go find a paint that might cost more, but you go find a paint that doesn't rust as easy. Okay, Mm -hmm. and then you put some kind of coat on top of that that makes sure that it doesn't rust. That's what you do. Okay, (laughs) but they're not going to do that because they're probably told by upper management, right? The ownership group, Graystar, in this case of my apartments. Hey, Mm -hmm. no, this is the paint we're going to use. We're going to use this paint and that's it because it's probably the cheapest paint. Exactly. So So, I'm sure that's the kinds of things that go on behind the scenes and look what it leads to. Yeah, it's disgusting. I really hope she... It is. I really hope the family finds justice. And and the the lawyer who is suing on behalf of the family um, is actually doing it pro bono, which I think is very admirable. So... Absolutely. (sighs) All right. (laughs) Well... We do have more. Last... (laughs) Yeah, I know. We, we got so we passionate. We're like, ah! that, yeah, and I, you know, and I have like when you said Graystar, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to probably talk to you off the podcast because this is we were going um, a little long on that topic, but I, I have a horror story about Graystar. So next topic. Well, hopefully, uh, for the listeners' sake, it gets brought up in a different episode. But moving on to <laughs> our, our our last topic for this segment, and that is um, something that affects all of us, or at least those that, that are mm-hmm. using CPS energy, right? Um, they Which is just, not like we have a choice, do we? 
Exactly. And that's a whole other matter. We don't have <laughs> yeah, a choice. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. CPS Energy is increasing their rate. So, like I said, that affects all of us. Um, as of Thursday, January 13th, City Council approved it. They approved it eight to three. Okay. So, there's three that dissented on that. They not only okayed the 3.85% base rate increase, but they also voted nine to two to institute a new fee. It's called a pass-through fee, whatever that means, right? And um, But really, I think what the focus is on is that they just had a rate increase. Over the years, just like with anything, inflation leads to things increasing, right? Aside from gas, which fluctuates from from time to time and goes up and it goes down, aside from gas, really, a, a lot of things go up over time in terms of the price. So I, I understand that aspect of it. However, it's the timing of this. And I think that's what some of the council men and women who dissented, I think that's the issue they had because two of them, I know for sure, um, which two are, are the two of the newer ones, which are um, uh, Jalen McCree, Jalen McKee Rodriguez from District Two and Terry Castillo from District Five, two of the youngest and uh, and newest council members. They had mentioned that maybe we should put this off until 2023. I'm assuming the the, the reason is is because think about what just happened last winter. We had our electricity fail us and CPS fail us probably because of the grid. But they, no matter what, it failed us. And then you're going to come back and say that you're going to increase the rate. It's like, mm, nope. Way nope, to no, reward. No. Yeah, yeah. Way to reward exactly. bad behavior. Like, what the hell? So it's like, no, 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 no. I think what they're saying is let's wait a year or two. Let's see if you've actually improved it. Right. And not that we're guaranteed that we're going to get another winter storm like that. But that's kind of what they're saying. Right. But no matter what, eight to three. They, they approved it. I mean, what they're assuming, and I don't know, maybe you can minimize these numbers. Maybe you, they, these seem like nothing. But what they're saying is if your bill, which for for us, like for you and I, it's probably not this high. But I am I think for homeowners, it kind of is. But according to the article from San Antonio Report, they said if your bill averages around like 150 or so, then you're probably going to see like a five or six dollar increase. I think for us in apartments, it's probably not that high. Right. I mean, I don't think for me, it's not. But um, I've never done that in an apartment. <laughs> but but uh, but either way, I, we're all going to see some kind of increase of some sort. And I think that's what's kind of frustrating is that after what just happened, like you just said, Erica, like you're rewarding positive bad behavior. reinforcement. Yeah, it's terrible. It's, it's so. I'm just gonna say it's stupid. Yeah, it says. <laughs> it says uh, as I read through the article here, it says that the pass through fee will help CPS Energy recover. $418 million. It is already paid. That sounds like a costs. CPS problem. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. From the like winter storm in February 21. So my mom would not give me fee, more money if I spent it stupidly. Like she'd be like, girl, you got to learn. <laughs> I don't know where you're going to make that money. You know what? CPS, go fundraise. How I about guess they that? don't get to learn. Go sell some plates on the corner. How about that? Start a GoFundMe. Oh, I'm sorry. CPS. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying like. That's what we're having to do. You know, that's what these families are going to have to do. They're going to have to sell plates. They're going to have to make some tamales at home and start selling them. And like, come on. Like, that's just, I come from a place where we had to sell burritos to make it. And it's just, it pisses me off when I see things like this. But whatever. Because like you said, we don't even right. have a choice. Like, it's not like someone's going to come with a freaking cape and be like, I have better energy and it's cheaper. Like, we And that's what I don't understand, this. I guess, is that, <sighs> and this could be a whole different discussion 
I don't want to get deep into it, but okay, just kind of generally the thought that kind of creeps into my head is like, <laughs> we, you know, there's so many people in our country, in, in our society, right? So many people boast that, oh, we have this like capitalist society and like it, you know, it spurs innovation and competition. Where is my competition? There's no... Where exactly? Like this is think, this is literally the definition of a monopoly, which is what yeah it, capitalism is supposed to not have, right? And so that's why I don't understand. And it's the Stupid. same thing with like other large companies, like Walmart, right? You, like you you've seen the the freaking documentaries out there of all the mom and pop places in small towns that have been out of business because of Run Walmart. Out, yeah. So things like that, and and this is a great example of just that is like why can't there be any other competition out there? To keep the cost mm-hmm. down, but we gotta whatever. think about the people. Yeah, it, <laughs> you know, that's why their their CEO, because I think it was Paula Gold Williams who. And did they just get in trouble too? Oh my I don't know. god! I don't, I, again, no, I don't really understand how these how either these their things CEO work. or their one of their executives got in trouble for spending putting personal expenses on their company card. They literally just got in trouble for that, like half less than half a year ago. I just read that article and I. I think I'm, I'm ready for my next topic. I, <laughs> Zach, I'm ready for the next topic. <laughs> well, the last topic that we're going to get into is uh, what went on on what was going on on Twitter recently. And, and one of the, our followers and people we follow um, had tweeted out a picture of a sign at Bentley's Beer Garden. Have you ever and, heard of that uh, place, guys? I, hopefully... Well, in this case, hopefully you haven't, but um, you probably have heard of it. It's right by La Roca. It's off of Broadway. I know. So I'm going to read the tweet first and then describe Mm -hmm. the image. Yes. Okay. The tweet here from, I want to make sure I say this name right, but it's Camilla underscore Denise. Looking for a racist bar to attend in San Antonio? Bentley's Beer Garden got it covered. Discriminating against black hair products slash styles. It's the anti-blackness for me. The two images, one is just a picture of Bentley's, but the other image is a sign they have that says, one, no sagging. Not even sagging with a G, right? Like how you would spell sagging. Sagging with the N, which is really strange. No Mm -hmm. sagging of pants or shorts. The second thing says, no do-rags or wave caps allowed. Oh my God. The sagging... First of all, I think it's weird, really weird, by the way, that they didn't put a G at the end of that word. Like, I think they're trying to be funny, I, I don't know. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. The vernacular makes you think that it's a joke. But then that second right. point, just like. Exactly. And I get the sagging kind of, right? Like, I. Right. We don't I want you tripping that. over your pants if you're like doing it too much. Like, you know, on one end, fashion, and on the other end, like your underwear. And it's not <laughs> exclusive to like one particular race. No do rags or wave caps. Mm, you're targeting a certain demographic. Yeah, for sure. I think, at least. No, for sure. There's no other way around it. Yeah. Like, for you to say no do-rags or wave caps, I mean, there's a demographic that uses that. And if you know who, then you know who they're trying to keep out. So, it doesn't make any sense at all. I'm honestly, I was looking for the cheese mail. I was kind of looking to see if they responded or, like, said anything or if anyone, like, took it down, right? But, I I mean, they're going to catch more flack for it because now that it's been brought to people's attention... I mean, it's just crazy. It's literally because if you see it on another um, in another race or another culture, then one could argue it's like cultural appropriation because your hair doesn't need the do-rag. Your hair doesn't need like, you know, black hairstyle products. So it's like at that or what was it? The um, the wave caps like 
there is just no other way around it. They were targeting a specific demographic and that's just, that's just disgusting. It's gross, which sucks because I used to like Bentleys, but I'm that kind of person, guys. Um, some people really hate cancel culture, but I'm the kind of person that if you're, you're a bad, you're a bad uh, business, I don't go. Hee hee. No, seriously. I, I went, I went so long without eating Chick-fil-A for a minute. Cause, cause, cause of what I heard about Chick-fil-A when it wasn't, you know, when it was, I, st- I don't know how it is now. I still don't eat really there unless people buy me the food. And then I'm like, okay, well, I can't be rude and say no. But their chicken sandwiches are pretty good. When they, I think, right? <laughs> no, I mean, their, their food's good. But like, I literally stopped eating it because what was it? They donated money to anti-gay campaigns. And oh, absolutely. I'm, that hurt yeah, my heart. Did. And I was like, I guess that's and it. That's it for me and Chick-fil-A. And I literally stopped eating at these places. I just do. You know, and, and maybe that's an episode we do in the future <laughs> that kind of gives me some ideas just because guys, that's a, that's a hard line to draw. Like, if in I'm my talking opinion. too much out of pocket, it's because it's late. We're, we're recording this episode late and I'm being a little too <laughs> really, transparent. It's like I'm sorry. PM. Uh, but but no, for real, that's a hard line to draw. And I've thought about that over the years, like especially because in situations like Chick-fil-A, right? Dude, I've done it. Yeah. But. I think about all the injustices that other companies have done too, like I just need and to then what about the injustices you don't even know about, right? Like That's what, what I'm saying. You, you need to make me aware heard, of them. And I'm sure there's stories out there that we just maybe haven't heard. But like, what if something similar happens, like at HEB, right? Like, what if <gasps> HEB, the owners, they, you know, and I, and again, I'm not trying to like slander anything. I'm not saying they did. I'm just saying, no, no, no it's like, a theory. What I'm trying to prove is like, what if a company that you use all the time, you hear a story like that, right? And so, yeah, I don't know. Like, what do you do? Do you just stop shopping everywhere? I, I don't know. I um, did. It, it's really weird. There it's, was a it's, school. It's really weird. This, this is how bad, dude. I, there was a school semester. I gave up palm oil. If you've ever, and I can't, I just, if you've ever looked up palm oil, um, it comes from palm trees and they have to cut down a lot of rainforest to get it for us and put it in our delicious treats such as Pop-Tarts. It's in a lot of treats, like a lot of treats. I love Pop-Tarts. I love Reese's. There was a semester where I stopped eating anything with palm oil products. Like I get on these little weird whims. Since then, I do eat palm oil products, Mm. but I'm definitely one of those people. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. For the last few years, I've only used paper straws. I guess that's my thing. I'm it saving ha- the turtles. It happens, know, I guess. dude. It happens. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm not perfect, guys. I can't boycott everything because you're right. There's, I mean, sometimes, I mean, then I would eat nothing maybe. So, I mean, I can live without Bentleys. I guess the last Bentley I ever did was the last Bentley I Bentleyed. <laughs> last thing to say about this topic is we saw this tweet. I was scrolling through uh, some of our Twitter followers we have on uh, the SA Podcast Network. Um, mm-hmm. If you see things like this around town, listeners, when I say around town, if you see things like this happening around town on Twitter, maybe a picture, someone tweeted something, let us know. Tag us. Yeah. Just do something. Let us know. We'll talk about it. If it's yeah, something yeah. we're talking about like this, we'll talk about it on the podcast. So let us know. You know, if you're just scrolling through Twitter and you find something we should talk about. Uh, but that's is going to do it for our topics this week. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, I will be giving the local recommendation and, of course, our weekly rants for this week. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back. Hey, guys, it's Zach. As some of you may know, I help people plan for retirement. 
And as your advisor, I can not only show you how money truly works, but put you in control of your money today and in retirement. If you're looking to schedule a financial review, please give me a call at 210-760-0409. So welcome back into this week's episode of SA Talk. And of course, in this last segment of the podcast, we'll get into our weekly recommendation and our weekly rants. So with that said, it is my turn to give this week's local recommendation. And uh, this week, I'm going to go with one of the best menudo spots, at least in my opinion, here in San Antonio. And that's going to be Mary Lou's Cafe. Now, I say that. People think Mary Lou's on the south side. There is a Mary Lou's on the south side. I don't know if they're related. They might be. I'm talking about Mary Lou's Cafe at 4405 McCullough Avenue, just north of downtown. Um, in fact, in 2017, they were named the runner-up for Best Menudo uh, for the SA Current. I think the winner that year was Tellez, uh, which I've heard good things about. Haven't had the Menudo there. But I have had the Menudo at Mary Lou's, and it was amazing. Like, I don't... Similar to Fideo, like I don't prefer to eat things like that at restaurants. I'd rather have my grandma's Fideo. I'd rather have, <laughs> For sure. you know, I'd rather have my, my buddy Anthony, his mom makes the best menudo. My girlfriend's mom, Amanda's mom makes awesome menudo. Like I'd rather have it from a family member, I guess. Yeah. But if I am going to have it at a restaurant, it's going to be at Mary Lou's Cafe. I just find it good. Um, everything in it. I don't take anything out. I love menudo, Bold. especially when it's cold. Oh my gosh, it's just cold. When it's cold outside. No, no, no. Oh. When it's cold outside. <laughs> no, no. When it's cold outside, you want a warm, hot bowl yeah. of menudo. You know. Yeah. And oh my gosh, getting it from. It's funny that you said that, but no, I I don't know anyone who could who could drink that or eat that. Cold. I literally was like, oh my god, Zach. It, but you know what was funny? Speaking of and. I'll get back to this. I'll get back to this. But I will say that when we were sick for New Year's, yeah. uh, we usually have menudo on New Year's whenever we go to a family member's house. Uh, thankfully, one of Amanda's family members brought us menudo and they left it like at the doorstep. Oh, what for a us. doll. That's um, so it was sweet. the best. So because I, we needed some, it was cold. Yeah, like we, well, it wasn't cold on New Year's, but it was it was cold a few days before and we were craving it. And we're yeah. like, oh, my gosh, we're missing out. So they brought it to us. But had I been able to, I might have gone to Mary Lou's because Mary Lou has some of the best, <laughs> the best menudo. So if, if you've been to Mary Lou's, um, I hope you enjoyed their menudo. If you had it, if not, check it out. I hope they still have it, but definitely they're at Mary Lou's. Getting into our weekly rants. Yes. Um, Erica, I'll let it's you go first this week. All right, here it goes. Ready? I didn't know I hated it till it happened to me because I didn't even know this even happened. But this happened to me last week and it was... Somebody was like adamant at work that they needed to meet me. I mean, it was urgent. We must meet. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course. I've got you. Yeah. You, you know what? You want to meet me? We'll meet. We schedule this meeting. We have it all. We have it in the books. Everything's in the works. I'm telling everybody I'm busy on that hour. That hour rolls around and nobody is showing up to my virtual meeting. And I'm 10 minutes in, I'm 15 minutes in, I'm 20 minutes. In. I'm like, I am done waiting for this meeting. And so, yeah, so the meeting didn't happen. And I was just, re <laughs> I didn't know people could schedule meetings and just forget about them. Like, what? <laughs> what? I didn't know that was real. Like, how do you just forget? That's my rant. That's I'll let you finish. Okay, I was going to say, I'll, I'll let you finish the rant <laughs> before I say my piece on like it. My voice is getting, like, higher. My voice is. I'll end up like squeaking out. The of thing this. I'll add to that is that I experience that from time to time, being that I meet with clients 
And keep in mind, I use the Calendly program where, mm-hmm. of course, if you schedule, you get reminders. The way I have it set up, you get, well, obviously you get notification once you schedule a time, but mm-hmm. you get an email and a text 24 hours before. So it'll mm-hmm. say, like, keep in mind your meetings tomorrow at this time, blah, blah, blah. And then you also get a text reminder one hour before. Uh-huh. Okay, so at that point, you kind of have to know, right? Like, first of all, you should know. First of all, you should have a calendar, especially if you work in a professional position. But you're getting a 24-hour reminder through text and email, and then a one-hour reminder through text, which most people have their phone in their hands, or at least near them. Yes. So there should be no excuse that you don't at <laughs> least respond in some sort of way. I don't get upset when people cancel or reschedule. That's absolutely Okay. But at least do that rather than not show up. <laughs> it was but, just crazy because, hey. like, you asked me. Like, I didn't ask you. Nobody forced us to to schedule this meeting. Like, you asked. I don't know. My weekly rant. So, if you follow me on Twitter, you probably know that I am in. Los Angeles Chargers fan when it comes to the NFL (laughs) football world. And the Chargers did not make the playoffs this year. In fact, in a very, very heartbreaking fashion in a loss to the Raiders. A lot of people come at me for not being a Cowboys fan for a number of reasons. Number one, just because apparently we live in Texas and I guess it's a rule that you have to be a Cowboys fan, which is really strange. Mm -hmm. And uh, number two, it's also weird because I root for the Cowboys. They're not my team by a long shot, but I root for them. And the reason I root for them is because they remind me of the Chargers and people will be quick to come at me and say that, oh, well, the Cowboys actually have Super Bowls. Well, here's the thing. (laughs) The last time they won a Super Bowl, you probably either weren't alive or you weren't old enough to remember. So (laughs) the fact that my team has not won a Super Bowl pretty much matches up with the fact that you haven't witnessed your team win a Super Bowl. So in that case, our teams are essentially the same. Both the Cowboys (laughs) and the Chargers remind me a lot of each other because they always have a lot of talent and they always end in disappointment. So if you're a Cowboys fan, I'm sorry. Your season is probably going to end again in disappointment, just like my season did for my Chargers. And that is my rant for this week. (laughs) And that's on that. (laughs) That's on that. Uh, But that's going to do it for another episode of Essay Talk. I want to give a huge thank you to the repeat listeners of the podcast. I really hope you enjoy all the episodes we've been putting out, Erica and I, including the recent Searching for San Antonio episode. It means a lot to me that you guys are keeping up with us uh, on social media and, of course, through our podcasting platforms. I also want to give a special shout out to any new listeners we've picked up recently. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Um, if you are a new listener and you haven't given us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts yet, we'd really encourage you to do so. It takes eh, maybe a minute or two. So you have to <laughs> definitely go and do that. Um, if you really enjoyed this episode of Essay Talk, I would encourage you to check out our other series, Searching for San Antonio. You can actually subscribe to each one individually on your favorite podcast platform, or you can just stay tuned here on the San Antonio Podcast Network and listen to both as they come out. Lastly, if you or any business owners you know are looking to advertise with a great local podcast, please reach out to Erica or I at our first names at sapodnetwork.com. Thank you all again. Have a wonderful week and Viva San Antonio. Viva San Antonio.